Hey y'all, it's Lauren. And it's Emma. And we are back with another week. Woohoo! Community. I know. How are you doing, Emma? Um, I am doing okay. Summer is just rolling right along. Um, and I'm really excited for today's pod because I have a couple of fun updates from past pods oh, cool. um, on different stories that we <laughs> stories are just things that I highlighted <laughs> that are my <laughs> stories that I want to update people on. So nice. How about you? I'm good, you know. Um, got some big Leo energy coming out Woo-hoo. soon, you know. Gearing up for my birthday next week. Um, and yeah. Um Lion King's coming out. I don't think it's oh, a coincidence yeah. that Lion King is coming out right before Leo season. No way. Um if Beyonce was involved, there are no coincidences. Absolutely not. That's how that works. Speaking of which, did you see the photos of Blue? I did see the photos and Beyonce. with the matching out. Well, semi matching. Do you see how she was posing? I mean She knows who she is. Jay-Z's kid. Yes. She knows who she is. Yes. And I'm just like, Okay, little girl. Yeah. Like you're out star. here. On the latest documentary that came out uh, on Netflix, Beyonce's documentary. Um, homecoming? Home, yes, on Homecoming. <laughs> um, they were, they're like pieces, which you've seen, yeah. those pieces of blue where she's like doing the dances with the dancers <laughs> yeah. and like basically like telling them what to do. And I'm like, I always knew she was doing that. Yeah. But like <laughs> kind of like joking, but I like kind of knew. And it just like solidified that this little girl is like a star. She's the best. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm good. I'm good. Shout out to you, Blue Ivy. I don't know how this turns to be about Blue, (laughs) but uh, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Lion, Leo, all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So with that, we'll go ahead and get into the show. Um, What are we sipping on this week? Um, I guess I can go ahead and start. Sure. Um, So this week, I'm sipping on um, something that was similar to uh, something I talked about a few episodes ago. Mm about how we are starting to be a little bit more open and accepting on social media of each other and, like, being real about our struggles and stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it be body positivity or otherwise. And in the past few weeks, I've just been noticing um, a lot more folks who have platforms that I follow and even folks that I didn't follow uh, being very open and honest about their emotional struggles that they're going through. Mm -hmm. It has been interesting to see their journeys because it went from, like, you didn't know what was going on. They were, like, carrying on regularly, but then they kind of, like, disappeared. And in all of – whenever all of them, like, came out and, like, talked to their fans and their followings, they were like, I didn't – I wasn't going to, like, post this for at first or I wasn't going to say this at first. But actually I am because, mm-hmm. like, we all go through things, and I think it's important to highlight the not-so-great times as well yeah. as the, the good times because – Social media is a highlight reel. You know, we don't post all the crazy stuff that's going on in our lives. I mean, you know what I've been going through with Mercury and retrograde <laughs> last week. So um, a few folks that um, I've been following uh, that have been talking about their struggles. Um, Tracy Clayton, I don't know if you've heard of Tracy Clayton. She used to be on this um, podcast called Another Round. Who mm-hmm. I absolutely yeah. love that podcast. But she's a writer, journalist, like doing all this other amazing stuff. And But she had been really going through like a deep depression um, brought on by, you know, who knows what. But um, I just appreciate her transparency. Like almost every day she's like talking through these struggles and like how she's been feeling. And like, um, you know, some days she's able to like put clothes on and get up and go outside and be productive, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. And but then some days she's like, I had to call a housekeeper to come clean my house because. I literally can't get out of bed. And, yeah. like, that's okay, mm-hmm. you know, because even calling a housekeeper 
is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, another person is uh, Cheska Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, she recently came out on social media talking about how she her pups died, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, in the wake of her going through a divorce. Yeah. Um, oh. and and so she was like. I wasn't going to say anything, but honestly, I'm going to, like, share what I'm going through because it's mm-hmm. been really hard. But these are the – she's like, she literally listed out the ways. Like, these are the things that have been helping me while I've been yeah. going through this. Yeah. So these two in particular actually stood out to me, um, although there are lots of other folks sharing their stories, uh, but because they're both black women. And I do feel like there's currently this uh, renaissance in the black community right now around wellness, uh, emotional, mental, physical, like, all, all types of wellness – and so, you know, it's one of those things where, like, yes, we at times it feels like we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders, but, like, it doesn't have to be that way. And I just really admire their just transparency. Yeah. Um, because I can't even imagine to be going through this. Like, they're going through some deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, these are life-altering events they're going mm-hmm. through and, like, sharing it with the public. So, like, yeah, it's, like, with their fans and, and peers, but also it's, like, with people they don't even know. Yeah, it's so true. And I can't even imagine like being in that position and having to be that that having that level of vulnerability like that is is something that I really really admire. Um, and especially, I mean, even as an aside, like I just think these two women are freaking amazing. I yeah. love everything that they do. They are so funny, so talented, mm-hmm. so smart. Um, um, but yeah, that was just something I've been seeing. Uh, and I wanted to call out those two of of how amazing it is that you know they're furthering the conversation of of mental and emotional health and wellness yeah and I think like what you were just saying about like they're amazing and funny and all this like those are the people that we often think probably aren't struggling with things especially like depression or um, anxiety is another big one that people deal with and I mean all of those are always worse when you're more isolated yep you know and so like I also give them like incredible props for sharing it because I can't imagine sharing it with such a like wide audience but also if it just makes one person feel less alone, you know, they've done a, a service. Like one person is like, oh, this like depression that I've been struggling with, um, this person feels it. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe mm-hmm. it's not something that everyone's hide it the same way. Or there might be people who are going through it that don't even know what it is. Yes. And then they see all this yes. and they're like, oh, well, that that's kind of how I have been feeling. Oh, I'm depressed. You know, like right. I'm not saying it happens that simply, no, but, but, yeah. but a lot of times it can be very eye opening because not everyone is um, plugged into like the mental health world or has access to it yep. or whatever. So yeah. that's really awesome. Yeah. And so while Cheska Lee was like sharing her journey and like, um, you know, how she came to this place to be able to share, uh, she talked about this website that helped her. It's called therapyforblackgirls.com mm-hmm. um, that I've actually been perusing because I've very much been. Um, really wanting to look into and start going to therapy soon too for my own purposes so so yeah those are some things that I just wanted to call out and and was very happy to see and and yeah that's awesome yeah thank you for sharing yeah of course um what are you sipping on so as I mentioned I went upstate Mm -hmm. and when I was driving back down I had like many hours and a lot of traffic and I was like I kind of want to listen to a podcast that just story that went on forever Mm -hmm. so I tried the dropout which is about the woman who started the company Theranos. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Who, like, yes. I had read the generals, but I hadn't, like, watched any of the documentaries. I watched the documentary. I didn't watch the documentary. Yes. I hadn't, like, done any of those things because, honestly, I started the documentary, and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. It gets crazy. Yeah. So then I listened to the podcast, and I was so into it. And so 
so there's like the level of this this young woman i guess who like starts wearing a black turtleneck like jeans <laughs> yeah. and she's like changes her voice like yeah. it's just that that whole thing is okay very, yeah. can we talk about the voice the voice is is that her real that's not her real voice well in the podcast <laughs> people say she didn't sound like that when they first met her and then she did and like look people transition into many different you know what i'm saying people's voices okay. but i don't think it was that kind of a situation it was not that it kind sounds of like she was still identifying and presenting the same way but just changed her voice yeah i'm not trying to like judge her for changing her voice but i was just like what like why well it also yeah it was also (laughs) the whole thing was weird she was a weirdo she was well also it was just one of those strange things where you're like how can you how do so many people fall for it for so long and what was interesting in the podcast though is that it sounds like a lot of people didn't like there Mm -hmm. were a lot of people who were like Something is not right mm-hmm. here. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. And it made me think a lot about how this, again, like common theme where people keep saying, like, something isn't right. Either yes. it's this person, this company, yes. this manager, this whatever. And everybody just, like, brushes it under the mm-hmm. rug. And sometimes, you know, nothing happens. But a lot of times people lose, I mean, in the best case scenario, all you're losing is money. But right. a lot of times in worst case scenarios, it's a lot worse than yes. that, right? Yes. And so. This story, I thought, was really just because, um, you know, on the one hand, it was just a lot of people lost money, which to me, like, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal, yeah, but also, yeah. like, it's, you're not losing people's lives, so it's not as big of a deal to me, so it was kind of just, like, interesting, where you're yeah. just like, damn, how did they dupe all these people? Well, what I thought was crazy was, like, they were telling people that this thing was working for blood testing and stuff. Like, these are people spinning off their blood. We're not talking mm-hmm. about spit for DNA. We're not talking no. about, like, hair samples. This is people's blood you're playing yeah. with. Do you know all the things that is used, like to like that mm-hmm. we use blood for to test for? I know you can't be out here playing with people's blood like that. You, they were like, there was like <laughs> this guy. I think he worked for like the marketing company that yeah. got hired or something, and he was talking to them about like, okay, so like, can we see the lab? And they were like, oh, the lab like isn't ready yet. And they were like, how are you testing the samples? And they were like, lab. oh, we FedEx them to Palo Alto, and he was like, you. FedEx blood. the blood samples, oh and he was God. like, "Oh no, no! Like there is something really, really wrong here." Crazy. Um, yeah, it's just wild, and also just how many very powerful people were like on the board and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, and I'm not saying they knew. Like I think because everybody kind of agrees that the idea was great, that it is something sure. that if they could do, could change everything. But like they never did it. Right. Right. It was just. Anyway, yeah. I recommended it. The podcast is called The Dropout. It's like six or seven parts. If you mm-hmm. have a long drive, mm-hmm. definitely um, get into it. But I also like don't want to give her more attention in that way because I mean, I'm kind of like, you're the worst. But on the other hand, I'm like, it was I mean, a good a story. story. Yeah. It was a good story for a drive. A and story. I was like, this is crazy. It's so crazy. And this voice is a crazy like girl why are you out here like this like what are you doing also no one thinks you're steve like you don't look like what get your own thing like get your own style get your own thing you don't need to be a repeat of somebody else well yeah especially in that way Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) like girl anyway anyway that was what i was tripping on yeah it was really interesting yeah um cool so we're gonna go on to our next segment uh of impact influencers of the week so, can I do a yes. little bit of an update oh, on yes. some of my impact influencers? So, By all means. One, we dropped the Kim Kardashian West one, and that same week she <laughs> dropped Kimono, <laughs> which, like, not surprising, but I was just like, really? I know, like, I know. I was like, you really had 
had to do that, like, the same week. Come on, Kim. But, of course, with that, they then were like, no, we use the name because we respect the culture so much. Like, And I was like, man, you can't even get the – it's not I even know. an apology. And they said no, but it does look like they are now going to um, not name it that, which obviously you shouldn't. Um, so that's that update, Kim. Please do more of the other I stuff. I was just like, Please okay, stop. how did you not – you got too much money around you to not hire some people that could tell you that that name was not the name you were supposed to choose. For shapewear? I mean, like, listen, I, yeah. I wear shapewear, but, shapewear like, but, like, I just, it's, it is, it's, I'm sorry, it is your responsibility to be aware of, like, I don't know, cultural things like that mm-hmm. that could be offensive cultural to people. Yes. Fully. Too much money around you to not be hiring people that know better. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> and my second update is that I talked about the journalist in Miami, um, who covered the Jeffrey Epstein case, like yeah, kind of uncovered yeah. it and everything. And um, the man who was the DA and like made the deal, um, he was now the secretary of labor, has now resigned. Wow. Because people started saying you should resign because what you did then wasn't fine. Absolutely and not. You should not have been able to continue rising to power given that those were the decisions that were made. So yeah. he actually resigned, which – you know, I mean, it's not, a, I don't know this dude, it's not personal, right. like, but, you know, good for her for uncovering, you know, a lot of uh, cover-ups, basically, yeah. um, of what went on. So yeah, I mean, look, she she made change. Good for updates. She made change. Good updates. She's update. an impact influencer, so now I have an, a new impact oh, influencer. Yes. I got okay. a lot of things today. All right, all the things. Um, okay, so this is somebody that I mentioned briefly when Cameron Russell is my impact influencer, mm. and her name is Ayana Elizabeth Johnson. Um, she's a marine biologist, policy expert, strategist, a founder and COO um, of both a think tank and a consulting firm. So she's like approaching 40 and it made me just be like, what have I done with my life? Like she's just done right. so many things. Um, and she, her kind of tagline, if you will, is building community around solutions. So oh, I also wow. think that it's a really good one, like for community, obviously. Um, and she basically you know is a writer she's a speaker she obviously like does work with different coalitions right. and organizations to really work around um what's going on in our oceans and what she calls the climate crisis um she was really big in the march for science which is like a national mm-hmm. you know march and movement um and i thought just like she, she has a phd like she's just like done so many things and as somebody who's trying to like bring people together around dealing with like coastal cities mm-hmm. dealing with like the the loss of wildlife in the oceans and things like that and you know i think makes it relatable like relatively relatable for right. people um so i feel like she's making it more accessible for like millennials yeah. and people to really get engaged yeah. and also just like such an incredibly accomplished person um and, and writer and speaker and so i just want to highlight the work that she's awesome. doing and i feel like i could learn a lot just reading through some of her stuff on her website so yeah shout out to her yeah, yeah i'm gonna have to, to look at look at more yeah uh, we'll put her her instagram is at iana elizabeth so awesome. we'll put it in the show notes yeah awesome who is your impact influencer so my impact influencer kind of similar to last week where i didn't have like one like specific person that i can tag so i don't even know this girl's name mm. um so last week or no, it wasn't even last week. It was like a few weeks ago. Um, I was at Union Square, and I was I think like taking a phone call or something before I got on the train, mm. 
and a fight was like about to break out like around you know like union square park where it's mm-hmm. just like it's people like playing flutes oh, people yeah. like on like playing chess, s- chess skateboards it's usually a protest it's some sort it's of dance some party selling jewels and stuff it's i don't a know lot. it's like a lot going incense oh, an yeah. incense man that has yeah. like the big purple yeah. incense and it's yeah. like why are you burning so much of my body <laughs> Um, and you know which one I'm talking I about. I do. <laughs> Those of y'all who live in New York City know we which know one I'm it. talking about too. Anyway, so I was in Union Square, and there was like some, there was like a group of people, and all of a sudden, like two of the guys in the group started like taunting the other guy. These are like grown men, mm-hmm. and people, and I'm like kind of, I'm like a little far away, but I'm on the phone, so I'm just like, what is happening mm-hmm. over there? But it's like nothing, so I'm just like, I'm thinking it's nothing, so whatever. All of a sudden, I see these two dudes start wailing on this other dude. Like this, mm-hmm. th- this guy is like getting jumped in the middle of Union Square. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and everybody's just like, okay, what is happening? Um, and, uh, you know, it goes on for like 10 seconds, which is a long time mm-hmm. when you're talking about like somebody getting jumped. And so like, a couple of people are like standing around him, standing around them, and they're like, "What is happening?" Like whatever. And this woman, which okay, before I say this, I do not condone anybody jumping into breakup fights, but this like little woman, she gets, she goes up to the guys that are like starting yeah. to wail on this guy, and she goes, w- wiggles her finger, and goes, "No, no, no, no! <laughs> you will not jump him. Get off of him. No." And it's like. And it's like these like grown dudes like jumping this guy, and it's like this little middle aged woman, oh and God. she's like, "No, get away from him! You will not do that! You better not hit me! <laughs> you better get away from him!" And in that moment, after this like little woman just like tried to like break this up, that's when everybody else started mm. like coming to mm-hmm. her defense because they mm-hmm. were like, "Okay, we cannot sit back and let this like little woman like get hit yeah. in the middle of this," and. I just, it was like this moment, I like hung up the phone because I was like, what is happening right now? But there was like this moment as I was like reflecting upon it later where I was like, again, I feel like I repeat myself a lot, but there's just so many different ways. We think that we are just one person. I feel like it's very like, um, uh, like parallel to like a lot of things that, that are going on. It's like, we think we're like just one person and like whatever we do doesn't matter. But that was just kind of like, in person seeing how one person stood up and was like this guy is getting jumped right yeah, now yeah and every there were people like with their phones out you of know course, of, course, of course whatever like watching this dude get jumped mm-hmm. but yeah so i saw that and i was just like okay this like this first of all this sucks and like the cops came or whatever but after i got home and i was like reflecting about it i was like this is like a representation in real life of how one person can make a difference mm-hmm. so i don't know this woman um i just know that I literally saw with my eyes how her actions influenced the people around her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know her name, who she is, but shout out to her uh, for making me go internally and, like, really unpack yeah. what I saw. Union mm. Square, man. What a place. Honestly, I got home and I was like, what did I just witness? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happens a lot in New York City. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, what just happened? <laughs> like, um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and slide into our topic for the day. Okay, so today's topic is something that we have talked about when we had the Intended Impact page, for those of you who have been with us for a minute. On this journey. On this journey. <laughs> um, and it is, quote-unquote, inspired 
um, by the current sitting president doing an interview and um, talking about how the quote-unquote filth in our city is uh, started about two years ago. Um, coincidentally, when he became the president, um, which is whatever. I mean, sure. I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, homelessness, um, which is what they were talking about, um, is something that we're going to talk a little bit about today because hot take didn't start two years ago. Absolutely. Um, it's been going on for a really long time. Um, chronic homelessness has been going on for a really long time. And actually, um, it's been going down um, recently in the past like decade or so, and even just in New York City recently, which doesn't mean it's not still a very big problem. Right. But right. we had reached some like historic highs recently, and then for the first time, it started to decline a little bit. So wow. um, <laughs> don't believe everything you hear, folks. Yeah, oh <laughs> Um, but it seems like a really good opportunity to just mm -hmm. kind of like loop back around to this and talk a little bit about um, the issue. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first thing I think about with this whole <coughs> situation is like, what does he mean by homelessness? Because my whole thing is, w what kind? And, and I think that that right there is the issue of packing all of these different layers mm -hmm. and prongs of what even homelessness is, homelessness means, how it even how it even comes about packaging to that into like one word mm -hmm. is problematic definitely and even like how do we measure it because we have numbers right. of, of what we think right. but we also know that they're not perfect numbers either because depending on who's doing it how it's being counted all of that yeah that changes too yeah one thing i always say in one of the programs that um, we support um because we support like a population of folks that are homeless is like when i'm talking to volunteers or people who haven't engaged with this population before I always start out with homelessness literally just means not having a permanent address. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes when we think about, you know, I guess when the president thinks about the quote unquote filth of the nation or the cities or whatever he says, he thinks of like people, we think of people on the streets right. and like whatever, which yes, sure, that's a that's a, a, a one representation of homelessness. But homelessness literally just means not having a permanent address. And there are so many people who are going to work Mm -hmm. who are going to school, mm -hmm. as in children, who are homeless. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they, they don't have anywhere to lay their heads that they can call their own. Mm -hmm. And so they're homeless. And so when you talk about how, like, how the numbers are skewed, like 100% they're skewed. Because the folks who are living, going from their aunt's house to their mom's house to their cousin's house to their you know mm -hmm. boyfriend's house or whatever, they're homeless. They're not filling out some applications, you know? Yeah, and, like, the people, like, the organizations that do a lot of homelessness work, like, they know that, mm -hmm. you know? They'll say, like, here are the numbers that we have, but this is based on people who are in the, yes. the shelter system. Yes. This doesn't count people who are not, who are, like, going from family member to family member's house or just, like, not accessing shelters for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but in New York, there's about, just in, just in the shelter system, 60,000 people, 20,000 of which are children. Um, and families make up about 75% of all of the people in the shelter system in New York City, which is wild. Which I'm wondering if that's what he meant by filth? That the kids? I mean, it was also <laughs> just like, you know, he was, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, like, you don't live in, you didn't live in the same New York City I did, right? right. Which, like, because he was right. like, there are people who have to, like, get to work and walk through all of these things. And I was like, oh, you've never ridden the subway before. Right. So, like, you've never actually, you didn't know that, like, 
seeing homeless people is unfortunately a part of an yeah. everyday commute for a New Yorker because you never ride the subway. You right. Know, whatever. I, whatever. Right. I'm not going to get, like, too, but, right. you know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, maybe in your world you had no idea this existed, but that's because you didn't really, like, live with the, the regular people. Exactly. You know, in that way because, you know, one of the, the craziest things to me in New York is is literally that, is mm-hmm. that sometimes you go to work and you walk by people that are sleeping in the subway. Mm-hmm. You walk by people that, to be honest, like, you can see that there are people slowing down, and I've done this, where you're mm-hmm. like, is this person alive? Yes. Because sometimes you're like, okay, they could just be sleeping or, you know, having their moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they also could, like, not be alive. So yeah. let me just wait here for a second right. and, like, see if I see their chest moving or whatever. Absolutely. Like, that's the reality right. every day. And I think that's, I mean, look, I don't know what he was talking about. But I think when th- their conversation was more around that, but uh, that doesn't really address either any of the, not that that addressed anything, but <laughs> it doesn't even speak to, you know, like you were saying, families or mm-hmm. um, kids or adults who are either living in the shelter system or outside of the shelter system who don't have a place to to call their own and a lot of that is just like housing is not affordable anymore in cities yep um that's why like those rent laws that you were talking about a couple weeks ago are so important that's why affordable housing affordable housing is not like the answer but it's important it's to have yeah. have something. Yeah. There's got to be like a multi pronged approach here. Yeah. yeah. Um, to it, but so one of the things that when we had our Instagram page, I put up, which has been really helpful, and a friend of mine showed it to me. Um, is three one one um has an app, and so if you download the three one one app, you can put in a request for homeless assistance mm. because I mean, something to know is that calling the cops for homeless people is usually not your best route. Right. Um, they are not necessarily equipped to handle that. Um, they also, I mean, the cops are really for criminalization of a lot of things, yep. and being homeless is not a crime. <laughs> Contrary <laughs> to popular belief, yeah. Right, so, like, there's, like, street outreach teams, there are organizations, and there might be units even within the, you know, um, in New York, the NYPD, who are really um, trained to be sure. able to figure out what kind of so you can put in a request through 311 on their app um, and you kind of let them know the location. And I've done this when there have been like very young people, you yeah. know, like teenagers yeah. um, who are really like look like they're not in a good way. And, um, you know, just putting in a request that hopefully somebody can come check in with them. And there are shelters for teens, you know, yeah. runaway and homeless youth and street outreach teams. So that hopefully somebody can check in with them and see what they need. And, you know, they can refuse to to go anywhere or take services, sure. but it, maybe it's good for someone to check in with them. Anyway, that, that I, for me, has been one thing I've used to be able to um, hopefully get, to hopefully connect people to services if they want them. Right. Right. Because right. um, I think that's another big thing, which is like, just because you're homeless doesn't mean you don't get choice. <laughs> right. That's like another really you don't big. Use, you don't lose your like human rights. Right. Because like you, you don't still have a home. can say no. So, yeah, also when you mentioned about, you know, like the teens and, and the number, I, my mind just always goes back, like, to so many, how many kids are homeless. And mm-hmm. I know that, like, last week we were talking about, like, education and summer learning loss. And it just makes me think of that's just, like, another layer for a lot of these kids to have to, like, pile on top and manage and, and learn how to be kids or, yeah. or try to remember how to be kids because it's just very not, like, a not very a kid-friendly situation to be in. Um 
So I don't know. My mind just like always goes to the children, and um, I'm constantly asking myself like, what can I do to support these, support the kids in yeah. those shelters? Yeah, and so much of it is interconnected, and that's why it's so hard to solve, right? Right, like, right. I mean, there are people who will say like, I mean, the way to deal with homelessness is just to like build housing for people to live in and let them live there, like universal housing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but also there, that doesn't eliminate other things, but it does right. make them a little bit easier, right? Um, but like for me, that's why I actually got into like social work mm-hmm. is because, you know, I think I said it in one of the pods, like I would be like, well, why is this like this? And then well, why can't we do that? And it was always like, it was all these interconnected issues that you really have to like tackle holistically, um, yeah. or be able to look at holistically yep. and understand that it's not just about one thing. It's often compounding issues, um, that make things so difficult. Mm-hmm. So it could be affordable housing plus like mental illness or physical say. illness yep. or, disability or you know you're in a new city and you don't know anyone so you don't have any backup right Mm -hmm. you don't have anywhere to go Mm -hmm. if things go bad like there's just so many things that can create um a homelessness situation and like you said with kids like I don't know so for summer learning law so if you're living in a shelter like where are you supposed to get the books and let me tell you something something that I found out Mm -hmm. um through work because we were like trying to donate some things to a shelter Mm -hmm. Some shelters actually tell kids that they can't have books in the shelter because it's like a shared space and the mm. books can like, uh, I guess they can store, I don't know, yeah. different uh, bed bugs yeah, or whatever. No, no, it's no. Yeah, so like, uh, so for like some kids, like they're not even allowed to have books in these shelters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going back to how we started the conversation of like having someone speak about such a deep and nuanced um, subject and issue in such a like flippant way mm-hmm. um, it's just it's hard you know mm-hmm. and I think you know all the you know, all the politics of it like red side blue side Hillary Trump like whatever at the end of the day the person who was leading this country has to know about what's going on in this country mm-hmm. like we have to like be smart about it and going back to last week when we were talking about how even if something doesn't affect you, it's fine not to care, but it could be you. Mm-hmm. Homelessness could affect any of us, unless unless we all look. Unless y'all got bank accounts that are like overloading, mm-hmm. maybe you do. That's totally fine. But it's not the case for the majority of the country. Yeah, and also we just we have to care about other people. We have to, you know, like, like there is definitely like I think, you know, having humility to understand that. It could be you at any time or it could be somebody that you know or you love. But there's also the piece of it that's just like, why do we live in one of the most prosperous yes. countries in the world with some of the most wealth in the world? And we have people and kids living in shelters and on streets. Literal like, streets. that's not fine to yeah. me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. whether or not I, I ever, you know, face that situation, I don't want other people to have to face that right. situation. It's like why yeah we have the resources that's which is like a whole other thing sure. and then again going actually back to budgets and where we put money and how it gets allocated um and then you know also whether or not we're really as a society trying to tackle this at the root mm. or if we're just you know a lot of without the right resources there's a lot of band-aiding yeah because you're just like we have to find a place for this family to stay tonight yep. we have to find this we have to do that we have to do that but you're not able to necessarily really get to the root of yeah. all of it but there are a lot of organizations doing a lot of really important work ab- across the country yeah on this stuff yeah. so it definitely didn't start two years ago <laughs> i guess just like to bring it home we just really wanted we you we wanted to use 
what happened in this situation to talk about um, the bigger issue and, and um, just kind of deep dive into some of the parts of like what actually makes up homelessness and it's not just something that happened two years ago. Yeah, and how we like we think through it too. Mm-hmm. Um, just I think sometimes the scale of it can seem really overwhelming, but mm-hmm. the truth is, is that a lot of homelessness is hidden. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were talking mm-hmm. about people going to work, it's kids who are going to school. Um, it's not necessarily just people who are like living in the subway mm-hmm. or um, who are quote unquote visibly homeless, who you might know kind of right away, um, or maybe chronically homeless. Because I mean, think about it. Have you seen 60,000 homeless people in New York? I haven't, right. but they're there. Right. Um, and I just, before we roll out, I wanted to just mention that every year New York City does a homeless count. It's in January, um, and different um, nonprofits work with the city, and they they literally go around, you give out food, and you count how many homeless people are out. And that's done in January in the winter, so that mm. gives you, um, it won't give you like an overabundant count, it'll give you a lower count than you might get, let's say, in the summer when it's like warmer out and people can be out. Um, but what that does is give you like a point of time. Anyway, they need volunteers every year. Yeah. So you can definitely sign up and go do that. It is overnight. Yep. Um, but they definitely need people to help out. Yeah, yeah. So that's one way you can, you know, support or, or do your part in, in helping the issue. Also the three one one app mm-hmm. that you talked about if you're here in New York City, um, that's something to consider as well. And your city might have it if you're not in New York. Right. Or even if it's not an app. Right. It's right, like right. a outreach team. A number or something. As usual, hit us up at community.pod at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you think. Any extra thoughts you have, we could bring them up next time. And we appreciate you listening. Appreciate y'all. Have a good week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.